Lucas, what are you doing over there? I'm weighing myself, Jess. Um, sucking your stomach in isn't actually going to help. It is. I can see the numbers like this. Oh, no. This is the You Do You podcast, where we talk about healing, growing and thriving so that you can be free to do you. Welcome back to the You Do You podcast. It's great to have you with us. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Lucas. And today we're tuning into our intuition. Mm. That gut feeling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trusting your instincts. Yes. Listening to that inner voice, mm-hmm. having a hunch. Mm. I don't know about you, but I feel like it's getting increasingly challenging to get to the truth of a matter. Mm. Yep. And in this era of information overload. It's just so much it's like you get it from. Everywhere. And it's like the loudest voices Mm. get through, tend Mm. to get through. Mm. Um, How can we determine what's right for us? Yeah, like what's our gut saying? What's our instinct saying? Yeah. And And can we even trust it? Yeah, can you you even trust Mm. that instinct, that Mm. intuition? Mm. I love this conversation. I love uh, this topic because we are built uh, for instincts and we're built that way because as human beings we have like a huge a big big problem um, and and the problem is just like what you said mm. that there's just so many inputs mm. uh, coming in and, and hitting us there's millions of things just sitting in this room if you look around mm. there's like everything that's sending in a signal, but it's not just visual, it's hearing, it's smell, it's touch, it's everything. Mm. And so then the problem is, is how do we filter that? Like, how do we know what's important, Mm. um, what's not important, what to pay attention and what not, what's important right now versus in in a different context? Yeah. And and so our bodies are are built to, to filter to filter that and I thought today would be awesome to just talk about three examples of that mm. and and then to just go through some of the some of the ways that we can use that knowledge yeah. to know when to trust our gut mm. what are some of the common mistakes that, that uh, we make when trusting our gut or not trusting our gut yeah. Uh, and yeah and just just cover those things yeah that sounds great I'd love to um, chat through I'd love to chat through this because Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm just finding it really challenging Mm. and I'm sure there are others out there as well. I think all of us. Who who are feeling a little bit confused Mm. um, or, you know, torn um, inside by deciding, Mm. you know, Mm. what's right, where is this information coming from, all of that, all of that stuff. It's so, I think it's so difficult to go on social media Mm. and whatever topic you're talk, you're talking about and whatever side of it, any topic that you're in it's now so difficult to not feel agitated mm-hmm. uh, by mm-hmm. what you're seeing mm-hmm. what you're reading by uh, interactions with other people yeah yeah, yeah. well what, why don't we start looking at, at the body so one of the first ways that that you can tell that the body's built to to follow instinct is our eyes yeah. So I want you to imagine the back of your eye mm-hmm. as, you know, one of those 
big satellite dishes. Yeah. You know, those big round satellite dishes that look out into outer space. Mm -hmm. So imagine that that's the back of your eye. And there's two types of, of receptors covering that whole, um, that whole satellite, dish. satellite dish. Yeah. And those are called uh, rods and cones. And they, they're called that because they look like little rods and little cones. I think the, the person who named them, they, they were on, on minimum wage. They, didn't, they couldn't be bothered <laughs> coming up with something really creative. That looks like a rod. That yeah. looks like a cone. Yeah. It makes total sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like I'm going to give the least effort to, yeah. to, just, to just name these things. Yeah. But in essence, the, they've got two different functions. So the rods really scattered the whole way, all the way through, and there's a ton more rods at covering that satellite dish mm -hmm. um, compared to the cones. Mm -hmm. And the rods kind of see things in, in grayscale, like black and white. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't see colour and they don't pick up colour. And everything is kind of like blurry, right? right? It's not like super focused. It's not sharp. And they cover the whole the whole dish, and that, but but they do pick up motion. Mm -hmm. So any kind of change or, or, or movement, um, the the little rods just fire uh, wildly to to pick that up. Yeah. The cones on the other side on the other side are primarily focused right in the center of that satellite dish, and they're focused on on color, mm -hmm. on detail. Um, and they're, they're used, and there's a, there's a lot less. So there's about 6 million cones to about 120 million rods mm -hmm. in your eye. And the way that your eye typically works is that it's got a place of focus mm -hmm. um, that, that it can see really clearly, but about 90, 95% of what you're seeing is kind of blurry and, and you, don't, you don't actually see it's it. Small properly. peripheral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, and so how interesting yeah and so your 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 body is kind of used to filtering information in that way where it sees the majority of things kind of blurry and not mm. not really in focus but then if there's a movement it can shift where those cones are focused on to something that's moving or something that could that could get yeah. our attention right right so that is a way that that the body is filtering this avalanche of information that, that's coming. Mm -hmm. It's trying to automate what's important and with the rest of, of the information, it's, it's kind of taking like an average. It's not really paying uh, much attention to, to, mm -hmm. to that mm -hmm. detail. So, so that's, that's your eyes mm -hmm. and, and how your eyes work. Your brain is also like that, that there's different parts of the brain that are focused on, on, different, on different things. Mm. At, the, at the, you know, like a, a, if you picture a, a brain, you know how at the bottom there's like a, almost like a little stick? Yeah. So, so that is called the, the brain step. So all down there you've got all the parts of, your, of the brain that keep you alive and it's often called that region down there, it's often called the reptilian brain. And it, it covers a lot of things to do with instincts. It has a lot to do with our breathing. It's, it keeps our heart beating. So, so that's um, really basic but instinctual type of activity. And also at the bottom uh, towards the front, there's a little section about, about the size of an almond 
uh, and it's called the amygdala, and it means little almond. And uh, that the amygdala is the part of your brain that um, that really produces emotional responses. Mm. It controls the emotional responses. Right. And the way that that functions is that information reaches the amygdala super fast. Your 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 brain is 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 ready to respond. Information reaches the amygdala and it, it can set a response super quick quickly. Mm-hmm. And often you get that uh, you know the fight or flight mm-hmm. response. All all those responses are coming from the amygdala. Mm-hmm. So we'll come back to that in, in a minute. Now at the top of our brain, um, we've got the, the the cerebrum, and often it's called like the neocortex, and it's all like that wrinkly, grey-looking part of the brain yeah. when when you see a picture. And at the front of the brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, that part of your brain is more the where you find rational thinking, um, where where you you plan things, where you do that type of thinking. And a really great picture that, that people have, have uh, tried to explain the two parts is that the amygdala is like a guard dog mm-hmm. and that the front of your brain is like a wise owl, mm-hmm. right? And so the guard dog is there ready to, to respond. Like, you know, you think of yeah. a guard dog, if there's a noise that kind of stands up and, it, you know, the ears go up yeah, and it's ready to, yeah, yeah, ready to yeah. go and it's ready to bark at things mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. do something while the wise owl kind of takes more time, it's slower, um, but it, it thinks things through a lot, a lot more. Yeah. The thing is that the things that come in through our senses and especially through our eyes, uh, they will trigger the amygdala a lot faster. So that's another example of how we're built for instinct mm-hmm. um, because that, that gets triggered much faster than what the 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 wise owl at the, the mm. front does wow mm. so interesting mm. and and i guess the the last bit which is kind of connected uh to 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 those is is how our memory works and we've got our short-term memory and we can we can uh, remember things and it's often called the working memory and we remember things and then it, it kind of goes we, we forget we forget it from there but things that are important to us, whether it's repeated or there's a strong emotional connection to it, yeah. um, make their way through to, to long-term memory. Mm. And um, eventually they, they make their way to part of uh, our identity. We start to see our identity is shaped by these stored programs mm. That, mm. that have been built into us. And that starts to shape our experience. And often that is where we get instincts and gut feelings from, these deep programming that, that has come in. And so... So more from the longer-term memory. Uh, it's actually deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of not just memory as in remembering something, mm. but from uh, procedural memory. So, for example, if you go to open an, uh, a door... Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't think to yourself, uh, grab, handle, turn downwards, pull towards me. Mm. Uh, your body just acts it out. Automatically, yeah. Right? And 
that that thing of automatically that is the perfect word for what the brain is trying to do all the time mm -hmm. like if there's one if there's one summarizing statement that the brain is 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 working towards is automate it yeah so so you've got your conscious mind working out what's what's salient what's important for me to pay attention to right now and it uses that and it tries to automate it and push it to the subconscious to the pro you know you've got like a big chest mm, of mm. different programming mm. in 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 our brain that's mm. being operated at a subconscious level that we're not even aware of mm. and that's on purpose yeah. because it's trying to minimize the amount of cognitive load in, in that, that we use in, in living our lives. Mm, helps to keep us sane. Uh, yeah, 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 just <laughs> yeah. To keep us not, not overwhelmed, mm, you know, mm. keep, keeping us at, at peace. Mm, mm. What, what are some of the, the programming challenges that with clients that you've yeah, come across yeah. that, that you've, you find? Yeah, um, yeah, I think... Um, Okay, just a couple that I can think off the top of my head is someone or, or people that have had PTSD mm. and there's just a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of deep-seated uh, memories and, and issues that are stored in the subconscious. Mm. And it's, uh, yeah, they're just sort of on overload mm. all the time. Mm. You know, it's like there's this overstimulation from all of that. And mm. really difficult for them to be able to just have a mind that can go quiet. Mm. Just finding some peace of mind just in the middle of all of that. Uh, yeah, just that constant activity. Yeah. Overactivity that, that's going on. And it's like that guard dog, mm. the experiences that, mm. that a person has gone through, mm. it's like that guard dog is now like a high alert high alert all, all the, the time, time. Mm, all the mm, time mm. and so it's not even that people are necessarily having memories mm. of of something mm. like remembering but it's actually like re-experiencing those mm. those yeah those things yeah yeah mm. yeah mm. yeah so so if if that's how mm. how it works i thought it would be really good for us to talk about, well, what can go wrong with our gut feeling, with, with how we process things of when we're using gut feel or not using gut feel. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that um, something that, you know, I've always thought, oh, yes, I've got quite strong intuition. Mm. And, uh, and so I tend to lean towards that mm. a lot. And probably, I don't know if you generalize, maybe women do a bit more than men, mm -hmm. but, um, but anyway, so having said that, there, I look back and there are times where I felt like I had really strong, uh, a strong hunch or intuition about mm. something and the gut feeling was go with this decision, mm. right? But then there was, there was another, you know, there was another voice which was, yeah, which was opposing that mm. decision. Mm. And, and so the long and the short of it is that there are times when I felt like I've acted on that intuition, which I like to refer back to mm. as a safety net mm. if I'm deciding something, right? Mm. So, but that, it seems like that intuition failed me. In some instances, yeah. In some instances. Mm. So 
when I'm thinking, okay, even now with everything, how we started off talking about the information overload and there's just all this, uh, you know, just all this um, stuff coming at us constantly mm. and being able to sift through and, and deciding, well, what what is, you know, what is true or what's right for me mm. and feeling, okay, at the end of the day, if it's difficult to weigh it up, uh, and you're looking at information from both sides and it's difficult to weigh it up, but mm. then leaning towards going with the intuition. Mm. And that can be, you know, I, I guess, yeah, there's times when it can be faulty. So mm. how do we manage that? Like mm. what's well, what's the way of managing let, let, Let's that? look at that. Like why why are there times that we we get the wrong internal messages? Yeah, yeah. So one of them is is noise, right? Mm. It's like this being when we're distracted uh, by things or when we're under pressure, it's like we find it difficult to hear the messages from, from our body, right? Where we're just processing things really quickly um, or we're being distracted by what we're looking at, where uh, we're out of touch with, with our own bodies and what the messages that, that our body is is giving to us mm-hmm. another way that things can go wrong with this whole system of of gut feel is the prior experiences or uh, or programming that we've had mm-hmm. and this is connected to what you were talking about with PTSD where um, basically um, someone has had such a strong emotional experience that now um, our system is being hijacked by any any memory whenever there's cues in the environment um that that remind us not even remind us as in it gives us a memory of it Mm. but it reminds our body Mm. of that of that negative experience that we had the guard dog goes into action straight away Mm. you know it's like a guard dog you know you're you're sitting down having a cup of tea and you think everything's fine but the guard dog kind of stands up and, and mm. they've heard a little noise or they've smelt a little uh, smell, it's kind of like that yeah. um, where a really strong negative um, experience where maybe it was a one-off situation now is, is triggering this, this guard dog reaction mm. all the time. Mm. So that's, that's a way that that, that can, can go wrong. Being tired, like our sleep and, and our health, can also impact that gut feel because there's a whole lot of signals going on in our body and, and we can interpret those those signals in, in the wrong wrong way. Mm. So so that definitely can can uh, play a part in it. And uh, lastly, whenever we're in we're in a situation where oh I really want this to to mm. be the case. I yeah. really want it. Yeah. That's a time where people to say to their gut feel, shut up! I, I really want this. I don't want. I don't want to hear your. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think you know when I was talking earlier about there are times when that's failed me, mm-hmm. and I think that was the case. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that was the case because especially when it comes to do with with relationships, mm-hmm. right? And you could be considering a relationship with a person, mm. and you really want this, you want to pursue this, mm. right? And you may have that little check, that little voice, that hunch kind of 
you know, just going, mm, I wonder if, you know, this is this is the right way to go. <laughs> but you're not, you're overriding that. Yeah. And so when you're overriding that, it can seem like I'm following my intuition. Right, right. Right? Which is what I really felt at mm. the time. And I'm thinking back of a couple of instances mm. in particular as I'm talking where um, that was the case. Mm. Totally. And then in hindsight, you know, when when things were just, you know, terrible, didn't work out or whatever. Mm. And then looking back and going, yeah, okay, I felt I really want this. Mm. And just, uh, and then you can, you can convince yourself that that is the intuition. That's, you know, you're being led by, you know, your spirit. Like, mm. it's, uh, mm. yeah. And I think it's so important to understand this. Yeah. Because we can deceive ourselves mm -hmm. and we can lead ourselves astray mm. through, uh, yeah, through following a hunch that, you know, isn't necessarily uh, that deeper intuition, which is there essentially to guide us mm -hmm. on the right path. To protect us. To protect, guides, guide yeah. us on the right path. Mm. But if we're not in tune with it, um, yeah, we can just get yeah. steered in another direction that that thing of i really want it that's a that's a big one because yeah. that's i mean that that's what happens to most of us mm. and i think often you can convince yourself at the time mm. uh, oh yeah yeah this is what's meant to be because i feel really strongly emotionally about mm. it mm. but then later on when things haven't worked out and and that that flame of emotion has kind of died down, mm. you can look back and, and, and identify things that you knew actually I, I was feeling this little warning signal yeah. that I was just kind of like... Ignoring. Ooh. Well, you were not, not even ignoring, like just pushing it yeah. aside. Yeah. Even. yeah. Mm. Okay, well, maybe why don't we talk about then when, when, is a, when it's a good time to follow and trust that intuition or that mm -hmm. gut feel and when it's a good time i wouldn't say that it's that you don't follow it mm -hmm. but when it, when is it a good time to engage that wise owl the the prefrontal cortex into exploring deeper and more um without the emotion part the, the situation right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. those are the, the, the two areas and mm -hmm. so i think a time that it makes super sense to just follow your, your gut feel is if you're ever in a in a safety situation where you feel your gut feel is telling you something about danger mm. I think that absolutely makes sense for you to just go with your go gut with and just and yeah. just act and do what whatever the gut feel is is telling you yeah and that is primarily because um there's a a bunch of really deeply embedded warning detection uh systems right in you know in the base of our brain that's sort of super active mm -hmm. um to 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 notice danger uh, mm -hmm. and, and notice warnings so i think definitely if you if you feel danger trust trust you that i think that that's mm -hmm. a definite yes i think it also makes sense to to follow your gut in situations where you uh, you have a lot of expertise uh, in or a lot of a lot of knowledge um, yeah knowledge and development mm -hmm. in and and primarily that's because your body has gone through that process of 
of being conscious about this information and it has encoded it as programming into your subconscious. So when you're in that kind of situation, you've got a lot of programming in mm, place mm. to be able to to subconsciously make a, a good call. Yeah. And you often see that like in, in uh, with good managers who've got good experience in leading successful teams, etc., they will often follow their gut about a situation and they're drawing from that deep level of expertise. Mm. And, and the same way, like they've done a whole bunch of studies around that with musicians. Uh, really skilled musicians will, when they're, you know, we, we have it with one of our sons mm-hmm. uh, talking about improvising with other musicians mm-hmm. um, where there, there are just hunches that they have as they're, as they're improvising mm. that lead them to, to really harmonious ways of, of, of playing. Mm. And, you know, when you ask them, oh, how did you know to go there? They go, oh, I don't, I don't know. It was just... Intuition. It, just, it was yeah. just... You were just flowing. It was just from in, coming from inside. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And if you put me in that kind of situation, it would be a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're getting better with your ukulele playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so when when does it make sense to check in with your owl with mm. your with your wise owl mm. the the first one would be like if if you're having hunches or gut feelings about an area that you don't have expertise in yeah right that that it could just be signals it could be influence from other people so the perfect example at the moment is the whole uh, crypto market, there's a bunch of people who are having hunches that they think that they're having hunches about, oh, I need to buy buy now this this uh, coin or that cryptocurrency, etc. Et um, but they don't have any knowledge about it. They've got no no internal system to to process that. So those gut feelings aren't aren't necessarily based on anything other than the external influence mm. that's being placed on, on Yeah, on and they don't have that deeper knowledge yeah, yeah. in which to make a good decision. Yeah, mm. and, and the, the, other, the other warning point, which is we kind of talked about it before, is if, if you're in a situation where it's something that you've really wanted for a long time, mm. if, you, if you notice your, your hunch is to... to you know, uh, be, get into a relationship with someone or mm. or do a business or do whatever situation where if it's something that you really have been wanting it, especially if you've been really hungering for it for a long time, mm. it's really important at that moment to actually engage the wise owl to to kind of pull you back and to, to do that counter to, to that initial uh, gut feel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really good advice and mm. some good info in mm. which to think about with all of this. And, you know, ultimately I think for, you know, I believe we're a spirit, we have a soul and we live in a body. Mm. And so definitely we've been talking about more about the body, mm. right? Mm. Um, but, yeah, but also, it, you know, people, yeah, I think people can also be aware of that and, and draw from that. Mm. I, I mean, I 100% agree with you. And um, maybe in a future podcast, we can talk about that idea of genius. Mm. Like in, in today's 
uh, you know, today's lingo, we, we say a genius, oh, that person is a genius. Mm. But when the word was originally started to be used, people used to say that person has a genius. Mm. And the idea was that um, it wasn't the person that was a genius that had these ideas. Yeah. It was spirit of... That's right. Yeah. There was a, some kind of spirit, spirit. and the, the genius... Mm. Was, mm. was giving them the idea. Mm. Uh, and that's where the, you know, the word genie comes from as well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So there's, um, that, that so would be a really interesting topic to, to explore. Okay. Well, can, can we talk just about some takeaways yeah. Um, yeah. From, from this conversation? For me, that idea of your, your, the primary function that your, your brain is, is pursuing is automated because of that, it's so critical to really um, uh, sort of pursue good habits in your life, to really nourish mm-hmm. and nurture really good habits in your life across, across the board in, in all kinds of areas. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you are kind of um, setting the programming yeah. in place for your gut feel to, yeah, yeah. to function later. Yeah. So really nurturing good habits in your life is definitely worthwhile to push through and to and to develop mm. um to develop those i think the the other key point is to build time for peace mm-hmm. um to build some some place each day for for a time of quiet and of listening mm-hmm. and of not being distracted and and it mm-hmm. can just start literally just like 5 minutes just connecting day. with that deeper sense of inner peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the time to do it is when you don't need it, mm. right? Often, often, uh, when it, whenever somebody wants an answer for a question that they have, that's when they'll they'll go and try to okay, let me let me do some quiet time and see what what I'm listening mm. to. But if you don't have that established. In, as part of your life, mm. then it's really difficult to to know which is the quiet voice. Mm. Um, building the habit of being in a quiet place so that you're able to recognize what what the voice at that inner voice at that moment is like. Mm. Mm. Um, when you need it, you're, you're not going to have it. Yeah. So build it while you still don't don't need it. I think yeah. that that's that's um yeah that's really important. I think that's great and. Just, I guess, one other thing that I'm thinking of mm. is building relationships with wise owl <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Because there are times when you've got a, a decision to, you know, a big decision to make and, uh, and you want to be able to talk it over with someone, whether it's your partner or a friend or whoever, mm. but um, who we have these important conversations with is so critical mm. because it can just take one person to say, oh, well, I think this. Right? Yeah, right. And that person themselves aren't in touch with their own inner wise owl. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and so being aware of the relationships that we're building and the people that we go to um, mm. when we want to be able to share, yeah, share something important around a decision that we're making. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's so, that's so mm. good. Mm. Uh, it just makes me think of all the times that um, some, someone goes to talk to someone else about a relationship mm. and the person that they're getting advice from or talking with 
they have terrible relationships. Yeah. And it's yeah, like or... how how is that going to be mm. like a a constructive mm. Mm. input? I, I love that. Yeah. Well, it's been great mm. um, chatting today about our intuition mm. and uh, it's been lovely having you guys join us. And, yeah, we look forward to chatting again with you mm. very soon. And we'd love to hear from you. Thank mm. you so much to the people we've, oh, we've yeah. already yeah. received uh, feedback, me- yeah, and, feedback and yeah. messages and we, and we really loved hearing those. Thank really you so much. It. But we would continue to love to hear what resonated with you um, if you've got any questions and we'd love for you to connect with us on our website um, on awakeningpurpose.co and on Instagram awakening underscore purpose Um, yeah and, and let us know look forward to chatting again very soon thanks for joining us guys yeah we loved having your company remember to subscribe and let's catch up again next week